So we're having fun in the month of September, doing special things every week for our visitors and friends that we're inviting. And um, this next song, more serious note, you can have a seat. <laughs> Come Alive, it's talking about people coming alive. And sometimes it's us who need to come alive. And sometimes it's the people that we love and are praying for. And this song speaks directly to that.
bow your heads with me today? Father, as we prepare our hearts today to uh, this entire month, just try to build your kingdom. One of the things that you said, you know, you would build your kingdom if we would be found faithful. And so everything that we do, we want to be found faithful in you. You've entrusted us with the scriptures, with the gospel. And so today, we want to make sure that as a church called Lifeline, that we think of others before ourselves. Everything that we do, everything you talk, was to think about other people before ourselves. And so everything we take a look at today and this month will be about focusing outside of our comfort level, what it is we want versus what it is that you would have us do. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. It's really it was funny watching John looking during that song. He was like, what the heck is going on? It's John. It's like he was like a stone face there. So, all right. We've got a couple announcements. Uh, uh, Eric, um, Erica, yeah. I just, I just lost it. She's going to be doing our Awana program. Come on up here, Erica. Would you thank her for picking up the Awana program for us? Even though I couldn't remember her name, she's like, hey, blank, you know, so. Any other time that we're at Bible study, he has no problem putting me out, <laughs> just to let you know. <laughs> Hi, I'm Erica Foltz. I am better known as Henry's mom or yes. Miss E from your children. Um, many of you know Henry. <laughs> Awana is one of our, our children's programs. Through this awesome program, our children learn about God and what, it's to, what it is to be a good Christian. This amazing program was started by Mr. Dave and his wonderful wife, Sarah. Awana starts... Thank you. <laughs> very much so. Awana starts September 20th, and it is my privilege and honor to step into the role of director of Awana. I'm looking. <laughs> well, yeah, it's Alana's. I'm looking forward to seeing all of our children learn and grow as Christians, and would love for more of our family to come and help out. We already have several great volunteers from previous years, but we're looking to reach 30 or more kids, and we need more volunteers. You can listen to the children doing their Bible verses, or you can even lead a lesson. It's not hard. All the information is here for us, and we will help you walk through this. There will be a sign-up sheet with Miss Bonnie, and I will be setting up a meet-and-greet um, prior to the start of the program. Um, you're welcome to join us for the meet-and-greet, for the meeting, even if you haven't signed up, just to see what it's about, to see if you're even comfortable with it. Thank you. Never go to a captain's game with intern Nick and his friends, especially sitting behind you. It's just like, yeah. He's just just jealous. Um, (laughs) I'm just kidding around. Um, So I have two quick announcements for you guys before we get into the high five. Um, First announcement is tonight over at Student Life, we usually have Sunday night service. But due to Labor Day weekend, we we are not going to have uh, Sunday night service. And because we don't do not have, um, I'm gonna say donut. I got donuts on my mind. Sorry, because <laughs> because we do not um, have service tonight. We will have a bonfire this upcoming Wednesday instead of life groups. So that's gonna be a lot of fun. So if you know any students, grades six through twelve, we're gonna have a bonfire. There's gonna be s'mores. Um, 
hot dogs, and there's going to be a lot of outdoor games. It's going to be a good time. So just bring them along. It's going to be great. And um, my other announcement, speaking of donuts, uh, next week, uh, September, what is that, 9th? No. Ninth, I got it right. Okay. Uh, September 9th, um, we will be having uh, Biagio's Donuts. Has anybody have, ever had Biagio's? <laughs> Woo, that's right. That's right. Woo, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. I live right by there, and they're amazing. So please be there for that as well. And so now uh, we're going to do our high five. And if you don't know what a high five is, it's when I give you guys a question, you get up, go find five different people, and see if they know the answer to this question. And this morning's question is, oops. Wrong side. I already know it anyways. Um, how many miles can a lion's roar be heard? So how many, how many miles can a lion's roar be heard? So get up, go find five different people, see if they know the answer to that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, am I still on? <laughs> everyone come grab a seat come grab a seat okay does anybody have any guesses for the answer how many miles seven three four four is the closest so far five miles and the entire reason I picked this high five was so I could say this you can trust me that I'm not lying we went to the captain's game and we caught nothing that was thrown out. So are you ready? Matthew? That was right to you. Purple, maroon. Anybody know what the word irony? Get that ready for me, would you, Gary? What does the word irony mean? Eh, it's kind of using the opposite or, for me, using a little bit of humor to make a point. We're going to use that in six different ways to talk to our church today, but I thought that this video might help set the pace. I'm a tinkerer. I mess around in the garage. I want to pay more to file my taxes. I want my tax software to charge me at the last second. Paying $60 to file my taxes was the highlight of my day. You just saw footage of me flipping burgers. Want to charge me extra to itemize my deductions? No problem. I literally have too much money. Said no one ever. File your taxes for free with Credit Karma Tax. Free to start, free to finish. Creditkarma.com slash tax. A big tax company needs that 50 bucks. <laughs> Way more than me. All right. Now you know a little bit. At the top of your notes, you've got a set of notes in your program there. Hit those lights for me, Eric. Thank you. Or if you have the Bible app, 
You can go to the live events on your smartphone, follow along all the verses, and everything is in there today. Right at the top there, it says, says no one ever, right? Do you remember when they were predicting gasoline was going to $5 a gallon? I mean, can you imagine saying, gee, I, I, I really wish out of all predictions that would have won, but it came true. I really don't like gasoline, especially when it got down to 235 or anything like that, right? Said no one ever. You know, they have all these other, you know, I don't know, kind of like biblical uh, uh, ironies and, and, you know, things you never hear like, you know, Pastor Evan, I was so enthralled with the message, I didn't realize it went 25 minutes over. <laughs> and you never hear from leaders, right, Pastor Dave? Hey, we have a Bible conference for you in the Bahamas. <laughs> no, 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 you never hear anything like that. There are several things, and I'd like us to rally together today to set the tone, just a reminder. If you're new here today, you're, you're going to find out some things about us. If you've been coming here a while, we're going to be reminded of some things that we know to set the pace so that we can rally together this month. And so music to a pastor's ears. Could I give you six music to a pastor's ears, or even just people in the, that are, have been in the church a long time uh, have it there. And every one of these has one thing in common. Uh, uh, could you please just think about it? Every time you hear one of these, as they pile together, ask yourself the question, what do all of these have in common? All right, so number one, you can fill in the blank if you have it there. Hey, it's my turn to sit in the front pew. Only one. Look at this whole thing is all empty. Why does a pastor, why do churches, why do we talk about that? You know, it's interesting. We'll pay extra money to sit up close. You know, Indians game, captain's game, go to a concert. We'll pay extra money, but we come to church and it's just like, you know, let me just hide somewhere. All right? You know, why is it that we ask our people to move up and to move in? Because we don't want to. And if somebody new happens to come in, where is it that they want to sit? If somebody new comes in, they, they want to sit in the back. Hey, Randy, good to see you, buddy. Hey, you waved, you got permission, you know, boom, boom, boom. What, if, if this month, can you imagine us gaining and gaining and gaining people? And, and where, you know, if we're sitting all in the back and we're sitting on the ends, somebody new comes in and says, you know, they got to come up to the front, they got to sit here, they got to climb over somebody. Folks, we care about Americans, right? Americans, they don't like to be crowded together. They're going to come in. They're going to sit in the back. They're going to check it out. Why do you think we have six-ounce cups of coffee? Because if you're 350 pounds and you're a guy, you could be as tough as possible, but they don't know what to do with their hands at the end of service, so we give you a cup of coffee to hold on to so you look like you're doing something. <laughs> Folks, hey, it's my turn to sit in the front pew. You guys get like, you know... You guys get this little bit of a blessing, all those that are in the second row, and of course, you're going to heaven. We all know that. <laughs> you know what a missionary goes to a culture? They study the culture. They take some things of the gospel. They take some things of the scripture. Maybe it's the music. They don't bring in hymns from America. They, they, they bring in something, and it's in their language. Maybe they do sing a hymn or whatever, but however their society is or whatever, as long as it doesn't compromise, it's not sin, they'll use it to reach them. What do you know? I study Americans. That, that, that's, my, that's my mission group. I, I study Americans to see what it is that they like and what they want, and Americans like their space. Folks, I know all kinds of crazy church statistics. When your church seats get 80% full, you won't grow any more than that. Why? 
Americans like their space. And if we're trying to reach them, we want people to come in and sit on the ends. I hate to move in. Ask my wife. It's just like, I hate to scoot in. I want to sit on the end. I, I, I want my back to, and I want to be facing the entrance. And just the little quirks that I have there. But just picture the fact that somebody walks in. They're looking around for a seat. They're normally, you know, a little bit late coming in and, you know, and so they're looking for a seat. What does this have in common with what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ? It's me thinking about somebody before myself. And if we can't do that for people who come here and visit us, where could we ever? I mean, I promise that I'll pay for the hospitalization of anybody who gets hurt because they sit in the front row or they move in. I will pay for your hospitalization, right? Move up and move in. Let us rally together. When I pastored Cornerstone, uh, we had about 50 in our teen uh, ministry. And somehow or another, they decided that they would all sit in the first and second row. And Sunday after Sunday, they sat in the first and second rows, you know? It's almost like Jesus said, and the little ones will lead them. All right? So, at the bottom here, point number one, all I ask is will you just consider to move up and to move in so that we can be kind and courteous to those who come and visit. Number two, here's a little irony. Personally, I find witnessing much more enjoyable than vacation. Witnessing, you know, going out and telling somebody about Jesus Christ. A couple weeks ago, one of the world motivational speakers, John Maxwell, did a teaching that we saw. And one of the things he said is no matter where you're at, no matter where you're you have this little bit of an angst about talking to somebody about Jesus, right? You know, witnessing for him. He doesn't give us an option. He says, folks, all you... We are to be his witnesses. Therefore, we are there to be his hands. We are there to be his feet. We are there to tell other people. You know, listen, you know, if a, if a, if a guy is not afraid to, po- to pony up and propose, and before that, talk to the mother or the father, or whatever, and he pull up the courage to do that, could we not pull up the courage to tell somebody about Christ or invite somebody to church and we'll tell them about Christ and experience what it means to be in a church that last month it was dead serious. We were, we were dead on it, but this month we're going to have a little fun, but we're not going to change the scriptures. And so we must be those who invite and we have to ask ourselves, am I afraid to talk to somebody about Jesus? Well, John Maxwell said he was too. And he said he prayed, and he asked the Lord for boldness. He said, Lord, I need boldness in this area, and if he needed it, I need it, and you need it. Who is it that you want to talk to about Christ? Uh, We're afraid to say love has a name, Jesus. You know, people can say the word Lord, and they can say the word God and all these generic terms, but you try saying the name Jesus in a conversation. It's not received real well, and it's not all that easy sometimes, you know. Folks, we're opening our mouths, and what happens when we open our mouths to witness is you are in a spiritual battle like like nothing else. You can send out invitations for a grad party, no spiritual battle. You can send out invitations to come to a, a birthday party, whatever it is, but you get ready to witness or tell somebody about Christ. There's a spiritual battle going on. Jesus talked about it more than any other person in the scriptures. There is a battle that's going on, and that is what's happening to you and to me. One of the best ways to get through this is, that's why we have this series, 
so that you can go down that list and find something going on. You know somebody likes donuts? Invite them next week. It just for, we're just doing it to just say we're doing something special. You know, come with us. You know, if they're a diabetic, uh, have a cup of water for them. I, I don't know what to tell you, you know. I personally, I find witnessing much more enjoyable than vacation, you know. So if, if we can invite people to all kinds of different things, we're going to have invitations for you. You're going to be getting one in the mail this week, and there'll be the next two weeks for VIP Day. This is when you're going to invite somebody to our very important uh, uh, day. And we're going to have a bag with Indians gear in it. Thank the Lord for people who did that. We're going to have some Milano cookies in it. We're going to have all kinds of great things in that bag as a VIP bag for anybody that comes that day that you invite. We want to honor people because Jesus loves them. Jesus gave his life for them, all right? And all you folks out there, keep your hands out of that bag. Stop trying to take those Milano cookies or that Indian's gear out of there. So personally, I find witnessing much more enjoyable than vacation. So I just put a little space in your notes there. Don't just think about somebody you're going to invite. Put a name in there and pray for them. I talked to somebody just yesterday. They said they were going. They had, they had a trainer. They were doing some kind of exercise. They grabbed one of these off of my desk, and they said, I'm nervous but I'm praying that I'm going to have the courage to invite them to come to church. I don't know what they'll think, but you never know when somebody's thinking, you know, I've been looking for a church. All right? Number three, I'll volunteer to be the permanent teacher for the fifth and sixth grade class. Yeah, yeah. When a person first comes to Christ, they're a consumer, and I understand that. You know, one of the most difficult positions to fill is people in children's ministry. You know, we're blessed, Erica, that you have stepped up to help us with our Thursday night Awana. But we continue to need people to do more than just that. Jesus calls us to serve. Do you remember Jesus said, you know, I didn't come to this earth to be served, but to serve. Now, if, he's, if we're a follower of his, then, then we're a follower of his. We do it his. When you first come to Christ, you're a consumer, and that's okay. You come to Christ, you come to church, you're consuming, you're coming, you, the worship, the message, and you're, you know, you're eating donuts, you're consuming. But when you grow in Christ, you become a contributor. You, know, you become somebody who begins to serve. You know, Jesus said, I haven't come to be served, but to serve. So you go from consumer to contributor. And every week, just so you know, Brothers and sisters in Christ show up all week long. They're showing up here. They're showing up here to get things ready. They're showing up here to have Bible study. They're showing up here to plan, to prep. Design team meets. Somebody comes here Thursday nights. The worship team goes, drives out to Leroy, the other church, and practices. They're here. Do you know we, the drummer wasn't able to be there Thursday night? Do you know Candy was here uh, with, at 7.30 this morning? going over some stuff. There's people here, they're, they're dedicated. They're serving, and they're serving you. And the only thing I ask is, is at, at some point, it's got to get to the place where you serve, you know? And so you ask yourself the question, at Life Lies, life where can I serve, you know? We need some kids' helpers, right? Wave your hand, Ashley, wave your hand in the air. We need some helpers with our children's ministry, you know? I, I understand, and I know that sometimes that takes you out of service, but... What about the people that are serving there now, you know? Jill is having an outreach. We'll have an, we'll have an announcement here. Uh, there's an outreach that we reach over 350 people tr- called Trunk or Treat. We're going to need 75 volunteers, you know? 
The, one of the things that is joy to a pastor's heart is somebody comes and says, hey, Pastor Evan, where do you need me to serve? Wherever it is you need me, let me know. And so I'll just let you preach next week if that's okay with you. <laughs> I'll volunteer to be, and, and when I say kids, I'm not just poking on the kids. I'm just talking about serving in general. If September to remember is to be a success, we need to gain a few more new people because if we gain 25 people, number one, how will we serve them? How will we take care of their children? What will we do with our teens that, that begin to come and some adults, you know? So in your notes, seek and find a place to serve. And just, I put the question, where? If we rally together, if everybody does one thing, some people do more. Than, if we rally together, do one thing, say, hey, where can I serve? And then just be ready to serve. Then Jesus Christ will certainly grace us with his presence. You'll see it here in just a minute. Number four, since we're all here, let's start service early. Were you here early, Ann? Mm, five minutes early. Good, good, good. So uh, lots of times you start and you get ready and you look around just like, man, nobody coming to church today. You know, it's, it's 9.30, it's 9.31, 9.32, you know, and nobody's here. You know, I drive my family crazy. Everywhere I go, it's Nunley time, you know. I went fishing with uh, my brother-in-law, and I said, we're going to leave the dock at 8 o'clock. And so uh, at 8 o'clock, he wasn't there. Matter of fact, at 7.50, he wasn't there. He was already late. At 7.05, he shows up. I'm like, what are you doing? Well, I mean, uh, so. Now he knows it's a joke between us. He knows Nunley time. Since he's married to one of them, Nunley time is 10 minutes early. Could I just approach this from a respect place? I know, every once in a while you're going to be late, and I know maybe you have kids, and I know you wake up, whatever it might be, but from a respect perspective, wouldn't it be nice to honor the Lord, to be five minutes early, you know, every, people come early, they spend just a little bit of time in prayer, prepping their heart or whatever, fellowshipping, getting a chance to talk to some people, you know, you, you go to the movies, you know, you want to be late, I, I don't want to be late, I want to be early because I want to pick my seat, which is up front, and in, <laughs> you know, if you fill a whole roll, that's okay, you know. You know, we start our call to worship two minutes early, you know, two minutes early. Could you imagine, get your kids here, drop them off a couple minutes early. There's people here. It helps encourage the worship team, and we begin to enter into worship, and the worries and the cares of this world, which I know will be there, but they'll be a little bit lighter when you come and you lift up your Lord. You lift him up and he helps to lift, you know. It's interesting, you know, people will never be late for work. We don't want our kids late for school, you know. Go to the kids game, you got to be there early. But church somehow gets disrespected. So I just lovingly say to you, could you possibly consider getting here early, being here a little bit early because the early bird catches the worm? And somebody said to me, well, but that's not good for the worm. Just a thought. Uh, that's about my response, too. It's like, who cares, you know? So pray at the altar. Be ready to worship. Sense God's presence. Let's enter into it right away. I got a text from somebody yesterday and said, Pastor Evan, you know, I'm praying for you, and if you have time before service, could I pray with you? And this morning, I prayed with somebody. You know, I prayed with somebody, got a chance to pray with somebody, and I thank them so very much for that, you know? We're attempting this month to break our record attendance. At the end of the month, we're, do you know at men's breakfast yesterday, which was canceled, and then they said, no, we're having it, they set a record for the number of guys at men's breakfast. I think it was 23 or something like that. 
So, you know, God is moving in our midst in, in so many different other places. I, I can't help this believe it will spill over into Sunday morning. So, folks, since we're here already, why don't we start service early? Well, we do. We start at 928. I'm not very good. I have to think that through. All right, here's number five, everybody. Don't be silly. I love it when babies cry. Oh, Oh, could I lovingly remind you of what you... And folks, people that are here are so good with this. Just, I know you think I'm cute. What is so funny about that? You, uh, but I cannot compete with how cute your kid is. I cannot compete. Can, can I share with you what you probably already know? And you, so many of you are, you're so very good with this. I want you to understand what goes in and the prayer that takes place as we prep and as we get ready, you know. We've provided a great children's ministry. Thank you, Ashley, and so many of the volunteers. The design team meets to put the service together. We meet about what the music is, what the graphic is. We have this uh, prep going on. We have uh, our, our cleaning teams getting ready, and they're getting everything ready for our service. And when we come, our prayer is, is that the Spirit of God would be here, that you would sense the Spirit of God. And that is our prayer, and I hope that that's what you're sensing in everything that we're talking about today. Now, imagine that we are getting ready for service, and I'm getting ready, and we've prepped, and we're praying, and the Holy Spirit starts to move on uh, Ricky and Elizabeth and Maria. And Erica's sitting here with her cute one-year-old. And right at the right time, when the Holy Spirit is moving on somebody, your child coos and awes, and they totally dismiss what the Lord wants to say to them to view and to coo and to agree with. It happens, right? Pastor Dave is in church. It happens, and we, we just we want to be careful. Now, what we're doing, thank you, John and John. That should be like a, 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 some type of a company, John. We are getting ready. We're putting a big screen TV up out there, and we're going to put one in the Hebrew Cafe to, put the, to pipe the message back there, and the sound and the video. I know that we've been lacking on our side, so we're going to get that up and soon, and we have a phone call right now coming in that it's going to get done. Thank you, Eric. America. Thank you so much. So if you, you know, would you please just simply, we love you, we love your, children's, we love your children, and we want you to just please consider and maybe know and understand something so that we could rally together. Not an easy topic to talk about, but we provide great children's ministry, and we'll be providing that back in the Hebrew Cafe. All right, number six. I love it when my pastor talks about money. I love, do you know there is a small group of people that do like this, and it's the people that give. When the people that give come to church, they're like, man, we need some other people to join in and help carry the burden and load, and I understand that. But during September, we're not going to be talking about You know, normally before giving, we always say this. If you are here as a visitor, Candy did uh, enter the giving today, but nobody invited you here to get your money. The most important thing that you can give is a response to whatever Christ says to you. And this day today is us prepping our hearts to get ready to not think of ourselves. All of you all know this. I I read through some of these and I I, I was reminded of some of these myself. And we're not going to be talking about money. If you're here, the first thing God wants is your heart. We always let our guests know that, you know, Nobody invited you here to take your money. If you want to give, fine. 
But that's the main, not the main focus. Truth of the matter is, is when you become a, a, a Christian, normally you're still thinking, my money's mine, I give whatever I want. When you become a growing Christian, you re- believe and realize that the Bible teaches something called tithing. The first tenth is the Lord's. And as you grow and as you know you're a mature Christian, you then come to the place like, everything I have is the Lord's. However he wants to use it, he can use it, everything. Because the Bible says this, he gives us the strength to produce wealth and to make wealth. And without his giving us life, his sustaining life in us, we do nothing. Everything we have is the Lord's, you know? And just so you know this, I have verified this for about 27 years, maybe 27, something like that, that it's not the wealthy who give. You know, most of the people say, well, if I had this or I had this, I give. Do you know how many stories I could tell you? I could tell you a story of a widow living on a fixed income who continued to tithe and lived in a place that was less uh, uh, nice and gave to a building fund. I could tell you story after story of just average, everyday people. You see, generous people give. People who are grateful to the Lord give. Not the amount of money that you have. It really doesn't make much difference. So please give and give with a cheerful heart. That's why I have rejoice. Let us rally together. Now, if you were to invite somebody to your house for dinner, if you were to invite them, you would probably clean the house up. You'd probably say, hey, Evan, you like chicken parmesan? You know, hey, yeah, yeah, that'd be great, you know. You say, you clean the house, you tell the kids, and if you're me, you know, I kind of have an affinity to dogs. You, you would ask, do you want me to put the dog away? And I'd say, yeah, if you could put him to sleep. No, just kidding. No, <laughs> if you could just lock the dog up because they, they like me. I'm like a bone. They chew on me, dogs, for whatever reason it is, you know. And you would do all of these things. And so I say to you, is this not your home? This is the Lord's house. And then we, you got to come to the place where you click over and say, this is my church, this is my house. So therefore, if I see something on the ground, I don't wait for somebody else to pick it up. I pick it up. If I see something spilled, I don't be like, oh, I didn't see that happen, you know. I find something quickly to help clean it up. If you're walking in from the parking lot and you see trash and litter, this is your house. This is the Lord's. We are here to serve him when this is ours. Pick it up. This is what we do because this is our house, right? And we want it to look and be presentable. For all of you that prayed and gave to help us put the, uh, the addition on so that we could have this space for such a time as this, September. And my hope is in September to remember, not just because our worship team is playing the song, Remember, but so that people that you and I know come to know the love of Jesus Christ. Come to know that he loves them. Everybody's always thinking, well, if I fix myself up, I fix my life up, then I can come to Christ. And it's like, no, no, no. Come just as you are. There's a hymn, just as I am. I come to Christ just as I am. We want you to know that. I broke almost every one of the Ten Commandments. I didn't murder somebody, but Jesus said, if you've hated them, you know, you've, you've committed murder. And Jesus called me, and if he can call me, he can call you to come and to serve and to be loved by him. I ask you the question, 
These six points, sometimes some of them are harder for the, and some are easier for us, some we can laugh at. Some. What do they all have in common? And as you contemplate that, look at your notes where I have, let's rally together. Jesus created the church to function together. This is not a lone ranger situation. The Bible so clearly teaches there are different parts of the body that function together, and there's different parts of the body of Christ that function together. I don't have your gifts, you don't have mine, and if you want to get in the connection ministry and find your gifts, we have a ministry to help you do that. That's how the church functions. You don't want me leading worship. But the ones that are gifted, they bless us. And there are so many that are behind the scenes. Aren't you glad there's toilet paper? I mean, I mean, some real practical behind-the-scenes things. Look at all of these passages of Scripture. The book of Acts is the Acts of the Holy Spirit, the first book that is written after Jesus Christ has ascended into heaven and pours out His Spirit, so His church starts right here. Look at chapter 1, verse 14. They all join together constantly in prayer. That's why the invitation is for you to pray, to come pray here. Pray at home, pray. Here's 2.1. When the day of Pentecost came... They were all together in one place. They had been praying together. They were together, uh, 244. All the believers were together and had everything in common. Folks, they were getting shut out of commerce and business and families. They had nothing except each other. Here's verse 46. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. Do you know what the definition for the word church is? It's not a building. When you hear the word church, it's the assembling together. They came together. We come together throughout the week with Bible studies throughout the week and different activities and things that help us make sure we spend time together. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. That's why we're having Biagios. And on VIP Sunday, we are having a luncheon for you created by Chef Antonio. You know, slow roasted beef, herb chicken, uh, red skin mashed potatoes. You got to come. Why? We want everybody that you invite to be blessed, to understand. They're important to us and they're important to Jesus. That's why, and it's all free, totally free. Verse 47, praising God. Here's God coming back, enjoying the favor of all the people and the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. What do all of these statements, these points and everything have in common? Fill it in. See the asterisks in your notes? They are all selfless. Every one of those six points, and I could certainly give you six more than that, is me not thinking about what it is I want. Go down every one of them. Where to sit? Sitting in the front. Children everywhere all around, you know. Folks, we don't want to talk about money, but all of you know it costs money to do ministry. And all we know is, is if Jesus has your heart, that's good with us. That's all that counts right there. And then he teaches us. So at the bottom of your notes, I just simply have the word together. We got to do this together, folks. And yesterday I saw something that I've never saw. Now, some of you know I enjoy boating. About 15 years ago, the owners of a, a, a Grand River Marina over there said, found out that I had a little boat, and they said, you know what? Come on over there, bring it over there. They gave me free rack storage, free. 
I have a discount on it now uh, because those people have since left. But, but I went over there. And so for at least 15 years, I, I've been boating at Grand River in and out. They take with a forklift. They take your boat. They put it in the water, take it in and out. I saw something yesterday I have never, ever, ever seen. I saw a guy walk up to one of the guys who works there. His name's Mark. And Mark's a tow motor driver. And he's kind as can be. We're always kind to him. This, that, the other. Blessing. Somebody walked up to him, stuck his hand out, and put some money in his hand. I was thinking, what? Did he owe money or something like that? Mark said, oh, thank you so very much. And I thought, he, he, he's tipping him. He's just blessing him. He just walked over, handed him some money, and I thought to myself, when Mark sees this guy, he must think, I can't wait to see him. You say what you want, say what's about money, whatever it is. But I'm thinking, this guy's got to be rich. Nobody tips to have their boat put in the water. He showed up. They went and got his boat. I watched. It's a 19 and a half, about a 1985 Cobalt. Not an expensive boat, not a new boat, just an average person who wanted to somehow bless the guy who's putting his boat on. Don't get me wrong, he's probably influencing him so he can get his boat quick and he's careful with his boat. I understand all of that. But my question is, every time Mark, the tow motor driver, sees that guy coming, what's going through his mind? That's the exact thing I want to happen with everybody that attends this church. When some of, somebody that we know, somebody that we invite, somebody that we care about sees us coming, what are they thinking? And when they come to your house, the Lord's house, your house, my, when, it comes, when they come to our house, we want them to sense the presence and the love of Jesus. In case you don't know, he's not showing up yet until the second coming. That, that might be before I'm done here. But for now, you and I are his hands and his feet. From the children's ministry to Denny's ministry with the ushers and everybody in between. Would you bow your heads with me today, Father? As we have taken a look at your scriptures and seen what it is that, how the early church just came together so, so wonderfully. I pray, Father God, that what we have shared here today would just help people to know and understand that we are here to think about others before ourselves. We are here to become second. Jesus said the second greatest commandment is to love our neighbor as ourselves. So that means what I do here in this building is as important as what I do anywhere. We don't come here and claim this is a, a, a place where we get our rights. This is where we come and we lay our rights down. We think of others before ourselves. May we function through the month of September and for as long as this church exists, thinking of others before ourselves. May we be selfless. I pray in Jesus' name, amen. I tried to convince Ricky to come up here and stand with that on his head. He told me no. Can you imagine that? Ricky said no to that. Weird.